The Drive-By Podcast, brought to you by OwnSpace. This is The Drive-By with Freeway Frank. Episode 129 of the Drive-By Podcast. How you doing? Freeway Frank. Hope you're doing all right. I'm doing okay. Uh, My nerves are kind of shot today. Very anxious because as I am recording this podcast, and by the way, the reason why I've been pushing podcasts to Friday is it gives me more time during the week to spend with my little pup, Enzo, who's been having a tough time. As you know, if you've been listening or following my social media, he went into surgery today for spinal surgery, and I know that the surgery seemed to have gone well, and he is stable and resting right now, but we were absolutely agitated when we brought him to the animal hospital this morning, and you know, when you're waiting for a phone call and you don't get it and the minutes uh, keep um, elapsing, you start to to freak out and, and panic like a parent would with a child, and to us, even though I, no dog should be a child, it should be a dog, and <laughs> it's an animal, but we all know that if you have a dog or you have a pet, chances are they're a member of the family and they're more like a child. That's, that's why we call them fur babies and they mean the world to us. And you could see on the faces of everyone when you walk into an animal hospital or animal clinic, the despair, the hurt, and the pain that the people are going through because their pets are not doing well. Pets are limping, pets are crying, uh, have cancer, they have fractures, just like humans do. Pets are geriatric. They go through uh, the good and bad times as we do uh, physically and mentally as, as humans do. So it's, it's very tough to see them uh, over time uh, digress, and, but it's a fact of life and uh, it's tough. So that's what I've been going through and I don't wanna use any excuses say it's because of my dog and not because you know i'm not putting more effort into the podcast but that is the the truth my wife and i have been spending time doing shifts so we could have some kind of life and she works and so i have to obviously support my wife as well in the sense of you know being there for my dog when she's working uh, in her office remotely and it's been tough so last couple of nights i've slept on the couch and you know he has to get up for whatever reason two three in the morning he can't he couldn't stand before this operation hopefully he will be able to to do that and and walk again or walk without wobbling or have any pain that's that's the hope and that's what this operation should get him to after um, a couple of months of uh, recovery so i thank everybody for reaching out it means a lot to me and some people probably if you're not a dog owner you don't have a pet you'll never understand what we go through when our pets are not well. But the reason why I've shared Enzo's journey, like I share everything else on my podcast, is because through the years of being on the radio, I always shared my life. It was always encouraged by our management and program directors and content consultants to always share and be as real as possible on the air because that's how you make connection with people. So after so many years of being on the air, and hosting a morning radio show and sharing my dog stories and connecting with people who have pets and Enzo, 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 Stephanie, 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 my wife, Enzo, Stephanie. When people ask, hey, how's your wife doing? They don't say, how's your wife? And or, how's your pet doing? They don't say, how's your pet? They say, how's Enzo? How's Steph? 
as a public figure, I've shared my stories. And sometimes, you know, you look back and you go, oh, it would have been nice, I guess, to have a little bit of privacy, but that's what happens when you are public and people know who you are, a public uh, personality. Then you got to be honest and share your life with people. There's there's no 10% with me. It's 100% or nothing. And I have to tell you how I'm feeling the same way I would expect somebody to tell me how they're feeling because that's all we have is honesty. And the minute we keep something or we don't lie, people could see right through that. Speaking of people seeing right through things, I'll be talking about <laughs> other things people can see right through. And I know some people are might be tired of hearing. So thank you, by the way. Thanks for all the messages uh, concerning uh, my dog, Enzo. People seem to think, some people, you know, people who are still voting our plan on continuing to vote for Justin Trudeau, that I have an obsession with Justin Trudeau. Let me tell you, this obsession, I'll prove it to you, ends when Justin Trudeau is no longer the Prime Minister of Canada. Some people think I will be as obsessed with him. When he is gone, he is gone. Out of sight, out of mind. That's how I am. And never liked this guy. And I'm not going to be talking about him long after he's gone. And I hope he'll be gone soon. And so I wanted to start the podcast by bringing up this I'll play a bit of the audio. Pierre Poiliev audio. I think he was in PEI doing a little presser on the carbon tax and how it's affecting uh, Maritimers. And then a woke reporter, and I say that very loosely. You know, I, I don't like to use the word. I mean, maybe they're reporting, but they're not reporting the facts. And they're definitely not a journalist, even though they have journalists on their Twitter or their ex or their LinkedIn, whatever. But but these people are far from being fact gatherers and journalists. They're, I mean, it's so obvious more than ever that their agenda is to go against anyone that goes against Trudeau. Because if not, they wouldn't be asking silly questions like this. If not, they wouldn't be saying absolutely ridiculous or asking absolutely ridiculous questions and saying absolutely insane things listen to this i mean this angered me in many ways and now i could only laugh <laughs> it makes me laugh because you got to listen to this and you have to listen to what she says and there are two specific words as part of this label that liberals like to throw out like it's you know now nowadays they just say things like racist all these phobic all these words because when they can't debate you they just label you what they think you are, and that's a racist, a xenophobe, a bad person, a horrible human being, because they have no other debate skills. They have no other ability to think critically. So this is what they do. Let me play this press conference, and uh, we'll have a good laugh. Hello, Mr. Paliyev. Um, a number of your own comments and actions have been um, characterized as dog whistling to By the who? far right. By who? First of all, far right. Those are two words that are not even close, that doesn't even come within a continent, a hemisphere of describing what the Conservative Party is and the people. Like, there's always going to be whack jobs on either side, but we are not far right. I'm going to give you the meaning, the true Webster's Dictionary meaning of what far right means, then you're going to have a laugh. But, but it's like dog whistling the far right. Only a woke loser reporter with absolutely no integrity as a journalist would ask this question. 
And let me quickly define what far-right means. This is the dictionary explanation. Far-right ideology stresses such aspects as racism. So yeah, so Pierre Polyev, she's saying, you're embracing racism, anti-Semitism, xenophobia, far-right operators cast as enemies those who they perceive as threatening the existence of the nation-state, the culture that these operators represent, or the white population. These enemies are taken to include immigrants, ethnic and religious minorities, and politicians. He's with an immigrant. His wife is from Venezuela. These people, these so-called journalists, are crazy by a number of by different who? but i think it's been by characterized who? by that way but by are who? you trying to court are, I, I are you trying to, to, court to clarify the right sorry i just need to clarify by who listen to her voice crack okay this is where she panics woke so-called journalist paid by trudeau of course working for i think it's global doesn't shock me whether it was cbc global uh, this is what they do okay they have zero journalistic integrity trust me when i tell you this if they did they would ask balance questions they never do and then here's how she answers i mean this is <laughs> this is so freaking dumb that she would even her voice is trembling and then she says well obviously it's by a number but, of different experts and a ex- number of different people who, who work who, who, who work experts? in this okay well i think right. it's been established that right. this is this is yeah, a, a concern I, I, are not, you trying to court the far right vote i sorry I, who are these experts you say that there are experts who are saying this who are they my question is Polyev is like an owl. Who? 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 She won't answer the question. Who? Who? Answer the freaking question. Experts. You ever notice when you're looking at tweets from Legacy, whether it's CTV, CBC, they always put some crazy headline and then it's experts. That's what they do. Check it. I look at the, I looked at the, these tweets 20, 30 times a day. It's always climate change on the rise, heart attacks on the rise uh, due to climate change, due to this, due to that, COVID, new variants, experts. They never give you who these experts are. It's just experts. We're going to generalize. Somebody out there believes this. My question is, are you trying to court the sorry, far right I, vote? I, I'm sorry, the, the, your question uh, seems to be based on a false premise. You can't even uh, tell me who these experts are. It sounds like it's just a CBC smear job. This is where she gets completely and utterly owned something that Trudeau can't do. With reporters, with the leader of the opposition, with anybody, he never answers questions. Listen to Polyev at his best. Thank you. But, Next but what about the question about whether that's the, the answer the is that I'm, I have a common sense agenda to axe the carbon tax, bring home powerful paychecks, clear the way to build affordable homes to put those uh, put people uh, in housing that they they can afford. That is a common sense mainstream Canadian agenda, and I know that Justin Trudeau's supporters are so desperate to distract from that because his political pe- career is falling apart. So we're seeing, uh, we're seeing an attempt here to distract and protect Justin Trudeau uh, from his extremely unpopular carbon taxes and other failing policies, but we won't let him or, his, um, or, or others distract from that reality. So thank you. So you're not going to answer question. that question? <laughs> his political career is falling apart. That's exactly what's happening. And it's not just because Polyev is running or will be running at some point against them, and he's the leader of the opposition that I'm saying that and that I like. Pierre, and I want to give him a chance to be the next prime minister and fix the mess this country is in. But it's exactly what's happening. If you haven't noticed, the liberals, if you look at any of the polls, are in free fall. For the first time in a long time, they are well ahead to getting majority numbers. This scares 
the living crap out of people who are liberals. Are They think conservatives are really bad. They think conservatives are going to end, you know, uh, abortion rights. They think conservatives are focusing on all these things they focus on that really we don't even want to touch. And I say we because I'm going to vote for Pierre Poiliev. Pierre Poiliev is not going to go back on abortion. He's not going to touch any of that stuff. Same way Stephen Harper didn't go there. He's not. It's career suicide. He's not going to go there. Now, Poiliev could very well be pro-life. And whether somebody's pro-life or pro-choice, their business. Okay, But he's not going to bring it up in terms of political agenda or his political agenda. He's not going to do it. So people panicking that he's going to take away gay rights. He's going to take away all this stuff. Not true. He's just not going to participate in the craziness, insanity that the world has veered towards in the last couple of years. he See, he always talks about the common sense agenda. You know, how about bringing life to normal? Let's stop talking about all this insanity, uh, all this denying you know, gender, men being able to procreate. The uh, list goes on and on. The carbon tax, uh, affordable housing, because housing prices are out of control and millennials and generation right below them, Z, will never be able to afford a house the way things are going. It's absolutely terrible. It's pathetic what the liberals have done. They just spend, 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 spend. That's all they do. They're reckless spenders. They overreacted on the whole pandemic we know that and you could now put on your clear focus goggles and see what has happened if you have not figured it out yet you could clearly see now what has happened you've done the research hopefully you have and you know here going into fall 2023 where we're at and there's a lot of questions that have been answered that everybody has swept under the carpet people don't want to talk about because they don't want to admit they were duped not only duped during the three years to start this decade duped by the federal government, by the liberals, duped by this handsome, good-looking guy with the perfect family, the perfect prime minister, GQ magazine, and everybody loving him around the world. That lasted for a second. I never gave this guy a vote. I knew he was a phony coming from a mile away. I was living in Vancouver when he was living in Vancouver. I've known this guy to be a phony for the longest time. I've never been his friend, nothing like that, but I can smell my gut can pick out insincerity from the start. That's why I play poker. That's why I love reading people. That's why I could get tells off of people. And my game becomes more profitable when I could do this. I could read people. Not everybody has the ability, but most people don't know. They might possess the talent. They just have to uh, practice it. They have to condition themselves to read people better and follow your gut. You follow your gut, you're going to read people. I've been following my gut on this guy for the longest time, and I was never wrong. I remember telling my old co-host back in the days on commercial radio saying that this guy was a joke and this guy wasn't for real. And here we are eight years later, and if you can't see how he's ruined Canada and how Canada continues to be a farce, its reputation, our reputation has been ruined all around the world because of this guy and people who think like him. If you can't see this, you'll never see it because I see a lot of the tweets from the people who just cannot admit anything. Look, I could look at a liberal. I could look at somebody on the other side and say, oh, I like this guy, like Robert F. Kennedy, for example, RFK Jr., I like him and how he's been introducing his platform as he's going to be running for president in 2024. I'm able to do that as somebody who leans right. 
as someone who would vote Republican in the United States, as somebody who will vote conservative, has voted conservative here in Canada, I'm willing to give the vote to a Democrat or to a liberal if the liberal is more like liberals were back in the day when I was voting for liberals. They were never this far left, out of control with virtue signaling, uh, focusing on all the wrong things. They turned people against each other during COVID. You wet, you witnessed that. You saw what they did, turning everyday people against each other. That's why we're in the position we're in. This guy was never a leader. And the people who still can't see this will never see it because they are convinced they have Trump derangement syndrome. They are convinced Vince Poiliev plays from the Trump book. It's bullshit. It's not true. This is what they do. They watch too much news. They watch too much liberal news. The Freedom Convoy was not like January 6th. Liberals were hoping it was going to be. This is as clear as day to me what they try to do. It's the same thing with what they're doing now with Trump. Every indictment is a bigger joke. I'm not saying Trump is innocent, but I'm not saying Hillary Clinton just as guilty as Trump is. Trump is guilty. Biden just as guilty as Trump. Why are they not being indicted? Why have they never been indicted? The Clintons have skeletons as far as the eye can see. So it's a smear campaign. This is what they do because they don't want them running against. They panic when they see the numbers dropping. They panic when they see a chance of them losing control, losing the leadership, losing the ability to govern. That's all that's happening. It's as clear as day. So that's what's happening now with uh, liberals here in Canada. They are panicking. They are in free fall. And I'm about to make a big prediction here. Now, I could be wrong, and I've said it quite a few times. Even though I think this guy is narcissistic his ego is completely out of control i truly believe that there is a possibility that he'll have no choice you know liberals will probably wake up one day and that's what they do they throw you in front of the bus right whenever and this is any political party whenever you lose your popularity whenever you go down in the polls they'll, they'll run you over that's it because they're going to save themselves and save the party uh, before they're going to save your ass. And Trudeau is beyond saving, and they know that. So there's a possibility that they're going to force him out, and he'll have to resign. If he does so, he is going to come out and say, not come out as in a gay man. I don't care whether he does, doesn't, doesn't concern me. But he's going to come out, and he's going to say that he wants to spend time with his family, and he wants to focus on his kids, something he hasn't been able to do. He cannot just hang up his skates and say it's over for me canadians want to change he will never say that he's going to take the easy way out and basically blame it on the fact he hasn't spent a lot of time on his family that's what narcissists do whether it's true or not that he wants to spend time with his family we know he would stay at the the the, the helm he would be in charge for the longest time as long as he could kind of like a dictator because that's what he is uh, and he wouldn't resign ever if he had majority numbers. He hasn't had majority numbers since the first election. He's had two back-to-back -back minority governments, and now he's about to get creamed like no one has ever been creamed before. Actually, I think he's been creamed many different times, but that's another story for a different day. It's over. The dream is over. So Trudeau will step down. When he does step down, well, if it'll be before the end of this year, if he does, he'll say it's to spend more time with his kids. Mark my words. If he doesn't, and he's still around next year when an election is called, well, then that's his 
out of control narcissistic ego that's keeping him in there and he will destroy the liberal party by staying there and i'm not sure they they have to keep him right i believe when it comes to the point where they all agree to push him out besides his girlfriends christia and melanie and a couple of other people when the other people start turning on him well they're going to push him out. I don't even think he makes it to next year, but I always say it. This guy's got 9, 10, 15, 20 lives. We've seen him fall and come back again, just like your favorite neighborhood alley cat. So it's very possible. But my prediction, first and foremost, will be of him stepping down and saying he wants to spend more time with his children, going to watch movies like Barbie and being Team Barbie. We are an absolute mess, aren't we? <laughs> Man, some people will come up to me sometimes and they're talking about my podcast and they'll say, Frank, your rants, they're, they, they could be epic. They could be, they could be epic, but you really have it in for, for Trudeau. I don't have it in for anybody. I just want my country back because my country to me, like a lot of my friends who are liberal think I'm nuts. My country to me is unrecognizable. To them, I think they're living... I know a lot of people, this is not to put them down, I just think they're so consumed by their everyday life, their jobs, their families, their kids. Maybe it's because I don't have kids, I don't know, that they, they, don't, they don't even think about all this stuff. To me, this is at the forefront of my mind because I hear these politicians speaking and I hear these people speaking and I can't believe what I'm hearing and I have to call it out. Because like Johnny Depp said, <laughs> and I just shared what Johnny Depp said on my Instagram. How about I just play what Johnny Depp said? It's always cooler the way he says it. Everybody would love to be able to be themselves, but they can't. Because they must fall in line with the person in front of them. You want to live that kind of life? I wish you the best. I'll be on the other side somewhere. What a cool cat. I love this guy, man. I love him. Never had a chance to meet him, but I was in Vancouver at the same time he was filming 21 Jump Street, the series, back in the day when he was young. And I used to hear from people all the time, this guy, this guy was defined coolness. He was all about cool. Just the way he says, but they can't. You heard it in his voice when he says, but they can't. It's like you could feel it. The passion, but they can't. In other words, they can't do it. They can't get themselves to be who they want to be. They have to fall in line. Don't be that person that falls in line. Don't be scared to speak up. I know there's a lot to lose. I know. I've talked about it a billion times. I've lost a lot by being honest. But you'll have one thing left that you'll never regret forfeiting. And that's your integrity. That's something you can never trade in. Integrity is everything. You have to be willing to fight some battles. And the thing that disappoints me the most, and, and again, I'm not going to be one of those people that's like, ah, Frank, I'm disappointed in you. Oh, are you really disappointed in me? Like, be disappointed in something else, like maybe yourself. Or don't, don't, don't worry about me. When people use that, you know, they're disappointed in you, right? Unless it's your mom or your dad, who gives a shit? Who else is disappointed in you? Too bad. Like it comes to the point where I'm disappointed that more people aren't able to be their true selves.
That I could say. I'm not disappointed in specific people. I'm not disappointed in any of my friends and all that because that's who they are. That's who they want to be. So that's their life. It doesn't really matter what I think. But I'm disappointed more people aren't willing to fight the good fight because that's all we have. Before I go, I wanted to mention how important it is if you do have a pet. I forgot to mention it at the top of the podcast. How important it is to get pet insurance. No, this is not a sponsorship. I'm not about to give a free plug to any pet insurance companies, but I will tell you this. Pet insurance saves you a lot of money. And one thing my wife and I learned from the first time my dog Enzo broke his leg and it cost like five, 6000 this time the surgery is going to cost between, I'm not making this up, ten to $12,000. And the pet insurance and the coverage that we have is phenomenal. Had we not had this coverage, there's no doubt we'd be dishing out the money because we love our dog. No questions asked. We'd be dishing out the money. But can you imagine dishing out ten to 12000 That could be you easily if you don't have pet insurance. If you can, get it. Trust me, it'll be worth your while with a deductible too. It doesn't have to be a very low deductible. You could pay a little out of pocket. But the important thing is if something happens, a serious operation like the one my dog just had today, it's the best thing you can do. So you never feel any guilt. You're never at a point of compromise where you might not be in a financial position to help your pet. Do it. Don't be cheap. That's insurance is important. You drive with car insurance. Some people even go as far as having uh, insurance on their marriage, like prenups. I never got a prenup. I didn't felt like I needed one so far so good. But insurance is important. We have it in case we need it, right? Most people say, well, I'll never need it. You never know when you will need it. Get pet insurance. I bet you're waiting for me to mention the the company that's paying me. No, there's no company. This is just a friendly reminder and a public service announcement by your pal, Freeway Frank. Thank you so much for listening to episode 129 of the Drive-By Podcast. Five-star on Spotify, comment or review on Apple. And you could check out any of the past episodes as we archive those on YouTube that have had a guest share the microphones here with me in studio. We'll catch you again next week. Ciao for now. The Drive-By with Freeway Frank. The Drive-By Podcast, brought to you by OwnSpace. Space.